Hallelujah, hallelujah. Always forgetting something every time. No matter how many times I've been up here. Uh, church, I'm, man, <laughs> I, I can't tell you at this point in time how excited I am about so much that's going on. Uh, I'm not going to go into details. I know people see me and, and there's just a smile on my face. And it's not just with things that are going on in my house right now, but it's about what God has been doing for me, for you, for this church. And it's just, I, I can't and I won't allow anything to wipe this smile because of everything that God has done. And everything that he continues to do over and over and over, just in my life alone. And it's, it's just amazing. It's just this message that God has placed on me, placed it on me a long time ago. And I've just been so excited about it all week, all week, all week, all week. And I was so excited to, to let y'all know the real deal. I'm, a, I'm, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna put myself in the back corner, and I'm just gonna allow God to just move. And every word that comes out of my mouth, church, I want you to know, it ain't got nothing to do with me. I just get to, to uh, embrace the excitement, the the greatness that that, that came out of, of God's uh, hand, out of His mouth into me. And I'm praying that when you hear it, you receive it, and you understand, no matter what, no matter what. God is in control of all of this. Amen? Amen, amen. All right, if I can get you to uh, open your Bibles to uh, uh, Mark chapter 4. And I know we've heard this so many, so many, so many times, but there's a reason why you're hearing it again, and you're going to hear it a different way today, and I promise you, I promise you, it's going to change something in you today. It, it, it's going to it's going to open your eyes to something today. I'm telling you right now, church. I, I'm already letting you know. God has already said that there's some things that's going to happen today after hearing today's message, after hearing this this verse, uh, the different way that you need to hear it. You are going to be changed. You're not going to walk out the same way you came this morning. Amen. Amen. So I'm going to start off in verse 37. 37. So Mark chapter 4, verse 37, and it says. And there arose a great storm of wind, and the waves beat into the ship, so that it was now full. And he was in the hinder part of the ship, asleep on the pillow. Talking about Jesus now, they're talking about Jesus. And they awake him and say unto him, Master, carest thou not that we shall perish? And he arose and rebuked the wind and said unto the sea, Peace, be still. And the wind ceased. And there was a great calm. Here's the part that you need to hear, church. And he said to them, why are ye so fearful? How is it that ye have no faith? Church, why are ye so fearful? Why have you no faith? Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, I'm thankful, Lord. Father God, I, I, I worship you, Lord God, because you are my everything. 
Father God, we come together here, Lord God, to hear what you have to say to us, Father God. This place is here, Father God, for us to come together, Lord Jesus, so that we can rejoice together, Father God, and remove the things, Lord Jesus, that the enemy tries to put on us. Father God, I'm asking that you allow this message, Father God, to massage their hearts, Father God, to massage their spirits, Lord God, and to move them the way it moved me, Father God, the way that you placed it on my heart. Father God, I'm asking that you just continue to watch over every single person, Father God, that's in this room or who's ever streaming right now, Father God. There are people that need to hear this message, Father God, and I'm asking that you allow them to hear it, Lord God. Don't allow anything to get in the way, Father God. Allow them to shut off the world, Lord, and allow them to see, Lord Jesus, that you are listening to everything that they're saying. Father God. So, Father, I ask that you just continue to bless this service, Father God. Move for every person in this room, Father God. Move for every person, Father God, that's streaming and who's going to hear it later on, Father, because we are here all for you. So, we thank you and we praise you in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. What church is y'all? Is y'all being seated? Is y'all being seated? Look to your neighbor, to the side of you, in front of you, behind you, and ask them this simple question. Is Jesus in the boat with you? Now, this I, I know I've had some people come up to me this morning, and, and I'll just go ahead and put it out there. Yes, I'm excited. I'm excited. Um, you know, my, my, my granddaughter was just born the other day, and she got to come home. I get to be broke yet again. So, you know, it's, it, it, it is what it is. Uh, but again, you know, she's, she's this precious, precious little baby. And, and this is why God continued to, to put this message in my heart, seeing this, this precious little thing. You know, my, my daughter's, I mean, everybody knows her. She's just a small framed little person. I mean, soaking wet with a rucksack, she probably weighed about 80 pounds. And for her to carry this, this, this child full term and without any issues, without any problems, I knew God was behind it all. I knew that, that the Lord would give her the strength that she needed to continue to move forward. Church, before she went into labor, before all this happened, she did the one thing that, sorry, that I was so excited, so, so, so happy that she did this. She called me, even though my wife and, and my daughter-in-law were there with her, she called me and says, Dad, or Daddy, I, I need you to encourage me. You see, church, it doesn't matter how old your children get. It doesn't matter what they look like or what they've gone through. When you get that phone call and they're asking for something as simple as an encouragement, she wasn't asking for money. She wasn't asking for, for me to beat anybody up. She was asking me to simply give her words of encouragement. And you know what, church, that words of encouragement, what I said was, God is with you no matter what. I said, God is in that room with you right now. He's with those doctors. He's with those nurses. And that woman is standing right next to you that's praying with you. He's in her right now as well. I said, but God is with you. I said, you are a strong young woman. You're going to be a great mother. You're going to be a great person because God is behind everything that you do. You see, church, we have to, we have to start looking at these types of things. We have to start looking at it, that Jesus is in the boat with you. It should never be a question anymore after today. It should never be, is Jesus in that boat with me when you're going through something? 
I'm going to tell you right now, Jesus has been in that boat since before you stepped foot onto that boat. He's always been there. Now, when we read Mark, I started off the verse where they were in a storm. Church, who in this room doesn't go through some type of storm? And if you haven't gone through a storm, then you ain't looking at the things that you're supposed to be looking at. If you say, oh, my life's been breezy, then you ain't saved. You ain't, you ain't uh, where you need to be. Because I promise you, if you're saved and, and you say, I'm, I'm a follower of God, you're going to go through some storms. You see, church, as they were going through that storm and they were going through all of that stuff, they didn't know what to do. Just like us, we panic and we don't know what to do. We don't know which, way, which direction we need to go. We start running all over the place. We're calling people. We're, 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 we're trying to figure things out. We, 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 we put stress and we put sickness on our bodies. We do all of this for what? Because we forgot one key thing. Church, Jesus was in that boat with them. He was asleep. We know that Jesus has been preaching and he's done all of this stuff. He was tired and it's okay for us to be tired at times. Jesus wanted to sleep. He's been preaching. This is what he does. He was asleep in that boat. Now, if you've ever been on a boat, you know it ain't like a cruise line. You know, when you're on a cruise line, you ain't feeling, them waves coming, you ain't feeling nothing. I mean, you asleep, so you can actually sleep, sleep. But when you're on a boat, one of them fishing boats or one of those little uh, uh, ski boats, that, that, wind, that, that wave hits you, oh, you feeling everything. I'm, I'm telling you, you get to a point where if you ate something, good luck. It ain't good. So I, I say that to say, so you know Jesus was asleep and tired if all those waves was coming and, and just slapping against the boat and he was still asleep. So as he slept, these people that were with him, that seen what he has done with them, that he has done all the time that they were uh, uh, walking by his side, all the miracles, all of the, uh, the healing, everything that he has done, they've seen with, his eye, with their own eyes. They were a part of all these things, but yet they were still scared because they didn't know what was going to happen to them. And Jesus was alive and in person in the back of the boat, asleep. Now, Jesus has a purpose, and so do the disciples. But they forget about all that as soon as that storm comes. They forget all about everything that they've already experienced, you know, with him already. All that goes right out the window. They've seen Jesus heal somebody. And, 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 and uh, don't forget about the, the, the feeding of the 5,000 with just very little. And they were a part of it. But when, that, when those winds started coming and the waves started filling up the boat, they bugged out and woke up Jesus. Now, church, I don't know about you. But me personally, when I get woken up into a deep sleep, I'm not the nicest person in the world. You can ask my wife. Now, I'm going to wrap myself out. Yes, when I snore, I'm snoring a little loud. I'm not, not a little, a lot loud. And she's waking me up, hey, you need to turn over. And I'm like, mm, leave me alone. And I want to hit her with my pillow. But, you know, I was like, no, I can't do that because she'll throw me off the bed and I ain't trying to sleep on the floor. But, but you see, church, Jesus was upset because... Not because they, they woke him up, 
He wasn't upset because of that. Yes, he was tired. He was trying to get his rest. But he wasn't upset because they woke him up. He was upset because they believed, they thought they would perish right there on that boat. They believed that no matter everything that they've seen, that it just went right out the window as soon as something came up against them. Jesus was getting them prepared for so much, so much more, but they forget about everything. And church, that's who we are today. We go through something big or something small and we forget where Jesus delivered us from. We forget about the healing that he brought into our bodies. We forget about the the mending of our families. We forget about the thing that we had an issue with our spouse or our children. We forget all about that stuff. And when something comes straight at us, we forget about it all. And then we ask Jesus, where are you at? Where are you at? I thought you were here with me. I thought you loved me. Except Jesus ain't in the back of the boat with us. He's right there next to us. What you don't see is, is you see all this stuff coming, it could be a whole lot worse. His hands are just like this. And those waves that are coming at you and that wind that's coming at you, he's blocking it all from you because it could be a whole lot worse. We know that you're going through some things. God knows that there's some things that are coming at you and it's rough. But it could be a whole lot worse. It could be to a point to where if he actually was not on the boat with you, if he actually took his hands away from you, you would feel that full power of everything that the enemy has tried to do. And I promise you, church, you wouldn't be sitting here this morning. You wouldn't be able to raise your hands and say, God, I thank you for this. You would totally give up and say, I'm not doing this anymore. And some of you, and honestly, I hate the way this doesn't come out, you would never step foot in a church again if God took his hand away from you. But we forget about that. So you are not alone by yourself, church. God has been there the entire time. You have to start opening your eyes and saying, God, thank you for what you're doing for me right now. You have to stop saying, why, God, why? And say, thank you, Lord, thank you. You see, church, we have to go through these storms at times. We need them because if we didn't and everything was just perfect, you wouldn't be sitting here. You wouldn't be home streaming this right now. You wouldn't even say his name. You would say, I got this on my own. I did this by myself. I knew somebody who knew somebody, and they got me right in. I knew that I could do this, this certain thing right here, and now I'm prevailing. Oh, church, that's where you're fooling yourself. You ain't prevailing nothing. You ain't prevailing unless God says, I'm going to open that door for you so that you can prevail. You, are, you, know, you know why you know that person that knows somebody? Because God allowed you to meet at that person at the right time in your life or in their life. Because maybe they said a word to you or you said a word to them that encouraged them and that they needed it. Maybe they needed a handshake. Maybe they needed a hug. Or maybe they need confirmation for something. But God allowed that to happen. So quit thinking that what you're doing is so special. What you're doing is, is so right. No, if it wasn't for God being in that boat with you and everything that you did in your life, you would have nothing. See, church, when you go all around, anywhere, any state, any city, you see people that are homeless and that are, that are doing nothing. 
They're just sitting there and they're waiting for somebody to give them something. They're waiting for, for, for something to happen. Church, we can't sit here and wait for something to happen. We have to wait and do something that God needs us to do. So a couple of Wednesdays ago, or a couple of Wednesdays ago, I, I, I taught a lesson about waiting. And Pastor Josh had hit exactly what we needed to hear. When we're waiting, we're not just sitting there doing nothing. We're waiting and we're actually doing the work that God needs us to do. We're in our closets. We're, we're, we're reading our Bibles. We're fellowshipping with one another. We're loving on one another. But that's because that's what we're supposed to do. We're not just sitting on the couch eating potatoes or eating a sandwich, watching TV saying, okay, it's going to happen any time now. If that's the way God worked, our lives would be completely easy. We'd all be millionaires. We'd all have mansions. We'd all have a, a Ferrari or a Bentley in, in our driveway. But that's not the way it works, church. When we're waiting on something, we are working for what God needs us to do. What, I mean, what more do you want us to do? Hold your, your coffee table up? You want it to squish a bug? You want it to, to throw at somebody? How about throwing it at yourself every now and again? How about just opening up a page and, and just reading something? You see, church, we are no different than the disciples. We're all the same because in reality, that's who we are. We're just God's disciples here. We're here to preach and teach and show the word that God needs us to put out there. We're not just meant to, to do nothing and just, just kind of sit here. We are meant to do so much more. And as long as, you know, as long as you continue to remember that Jesus is in that boat with you, you can accomplish so much more. You can get through so much more. And that's what we need to do. We need to fully rely on God. Church, that's why I said this morning when I came in, I had that smile. I mean, I have had a smile on my face all weekend. It wasn't just because of my grandbaby. Don't get me wrong. I love her to death, and, and I'm glad she's here. But it's because I know what God is doing in me. I know that God is making some changes right now. I know that God has, has made some moves just for me, somebody like me. Church, I'm no different than anybody else. Nobody else. I'm exactly like you because you know what? I've been there too. You know how many times I've called Pastor Jeremiah and said, man, I, bro, I, I, don't, I don't know what I'm going to do. I don't, I don't know how I'm going to get through this. Bro, I just, I'm, I'm tired and, 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 and I just, I, I don't feel like I could go on anymore. And then he would say, Rich, is Jesus in the boat with you? He's like, Rich, what did he take you out of? He said, Rich, how do you think you got here right now? And I had to humble myself and be like, man, you're right. He said, don't feel sorry for yourself because you have an obstacle in front of you. He said, instead, put that obstacle in front of yourself and allow God to take it from you. You see, church, I had the same questions that you have. I deal with the same thing that you deal with. I go through everything that everybody else goes through, but I had to be humble and I had to hear those words, is Jesus in the boat with you? So church, 
You need to start asking yourself that exact same question when that boss comes out to you and says, hey, you know what, we're about to let you go because we're downsizing. When your spouse comes out and says, you know what, I think we need, I think we got some problems right now. Or when your children come out and say, you know what, mom and dad, I don't want to be under your roof anymore. You're getting on my nerves and I just can't take you, I can't take and live in the roof with you anymore. You need to put God in front of all of this mess right now. Because I'm here to tell you right now, if you don't allow the enemy to know that God is in that boat with you, you've already lost. You've already lost your spouse. You've already lost that job. You've already lost your children to the world. But when you tell that enemy and you tell that issue or you tell that thing that God is in the boat with you, that it doesn't matter how hard they come at you, no matter how strong those waves are, no matter how high those winds are going to blow that boat, that you are standing firm in what God has given you. The enemy can attack and attack and attack all he wants. But God is right there and says, I have you. I got you. I'm not going to leave you. Church, that's how you start. That's how you need to start living your life. Quit living it in fear, thinking that something's gonna, something bad's going to happen. No, something bad is going to happen. But something even greater is going to happen to it right afterwards. The enemy wants you to walk around with a frown on your face. He wants you to see that, that you can do nothing, that you're helpless. Like that baby in my house, helpless, can't do anything. She has to be fed. She has to be changed. She has to be carried. She has to be held. She has to, everybody has to do everything for her. But church, grown. You don't need for somebody to do everything for you. You need to allow God to speak to you to show you that you can do it on your own. When you start to get that into your spirit, when you start to get that in, in, into you and in, in, into that that. That fire inside you just growing. Church, there's nothing out in this world that can come against you. There is not one thing that can break you. When you have that smile on your face and you have that fire in your stomach and you have this Bible next to you and you know that Jesus is right there beside you, that every step of the way, every step that you are making, he's making right there with you. If he's not, he's carrying you as you're making those steps, then there's nothing in this world that can intimidate you or break you. Church, we are going through so much right now. You look outside the, these, uh, these doors. You, you turn the TV on and you see that everywhere you turn around, the enemy, the world is trying to scare you into doing something else. They're trying to show you, oh, God doesn't exist because of this. God doesn't love you because of this. And when you don't pick one of these things up, when you don't get into your closet... You start to believe it. When we're not fellowshipping with one another and lifting each other up, our mind goes the exact same direction. Why? Because of a few bad incidents? Because of something that came up? Because of an emergency that happened and you weren't sure uh, how to deal with it? Church, if Jesus is in the boat with you, you know how to handle that emergency. If Jesus is with you, then you know whatever comes at you, all you have to say in Jesus' name is done. 
You don't have to say a whole lot. You don't have to, to, to pull out this whole, your, your anointing oil and, 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 and get on your knees and scream and cry. No, you have to say, in Jesus' name is done. In Jesus' name, I am healed. In Jesus' name, my marriage is fixed. In Jesus' name, I got a new job. In Jesus' name, I, I'm, I'm, already, I'm already delivered. That's all you have to do, church. And then from there, you start to grow. And then from there, you start getting into your Bible and you're reading it like, it, like it's uh, one of your uh, um, uh, uh, SOPs. You know what to do with this thing, but you don't. You know how to pray, but you refuse to. It takes a storm in your life for you to understand what you need to do. It takes for you to be rocked to your core for you to understand what you need to do. All because we get complacent on where we're at. Everything is going good. We're fine. Oh, God's working in it, so I'm good. I'm going to hit that cruise button. I'm just going to roll on through. Nothing's going to happen now. I'm good because God already fixed it. But he's got to rock your faith every now and again because you know what, church? You stop praying. <laughs> you, you stop reading your Bible. You stop talking to the church people at the church. You stop coming into this place because everything is going good. And you come up with every excuse in the book on why you don't need to come. Oh, he already fixed it. I'm good. Yeah, it is what it is. Yeah, he'll fix it. It's okay. I don't have to pray. He'll fix it. Church, Jesus isn't like our mom and dad where they're going to come run into you and fix the problem as soon as it's fixed. No, Jesus wants to make sure that we know who to call on to when the issue is there. Just like my daughter called and said, Daddy, I need you to, to encourage me. I need you to say something. Because she knew exactly what I was going to say to her. She already knew that God was going to be the first thing that came out of my mouth. Church, God's name needs to come, be the first thing that comes out of your mouth anytime you're going through something. God has to be behind everything that you do. You know, you know what it feels like to be abandoned by somebody. You know what it feels like to, to, to hurt why do you want to live that way? You shouldn't have to. Church, there are so many things going on in this world that's ready to devour every single thing that you do. It's ready to take our children. It's ready to destroy our marriage. It's ready to destroy the church. It's ready to destroy any pastor or any teacher out there. It's ready to destroy you at the drop of a dime. And until you allow God to take a hold of all of those situations, it will devour you. You don't have to live that way anymore. As a matter of fact, church, you've never had to live that way. Because of that person that delivered us, that has loved us from day one, that person that knew who you were, before you were even born. That person that knew exactly what you were going to do 20 years from the day that you were born already, he still loved you no matter what. When things got rocky, he knew what you were going to run to, but he's going to allow you to make your mistake because you didn't run to him first. And then what happens is, is he comes and grabs a hold of you. He has you right there in his hand. And he's showing you. Church, some of, you, some of us here that were parents or grandparents or uncles and aunts, you know, when, you, when you're with this child, 
and you're walking with them, you know, we, we, in the park or wherever, you, you grab a hold of their hand on one side and the other person grabs them on the other hand. And as you're walking, they, you're kind of picking them up, you know, so they can jump over puddles. And they, they love it to death. They love it to death. And the first time you pick them up, they get kind of scared and scream and they're kicking their legs and everything else. It's, it's the best feeling. I mean, some of y'all know exactly what I'm talking about. We do it. I, still, I do it to my granddaughter. She knows that when Pop Pop's hands are on her and they got a hold of her, her, got a hold of her arms, that I'm not letting go. She knows that once these big old hands got a hold of her hands or her arms, I'm never letting go of her. That if there's a puddle there, I'm going to pick her up and, and put her over. That if there's, and then she gets it, plays into a game. If there's a crack, she wants me to pick her up and uh, jump her over and so forth. Grass, whatever it is. Well, church, I'm here to tell you right now, you have the ultimate pickup partner right now. Because what did God say? God said that he would be on the right hand and grab you to make sure that you knew his righteousness. So if you got God on your right hand and you got Jesus on your left hand, any puddle that's right there in front of you, and you imagine them picking you up and allowing you to jump over any obstacle that gets in your way, there's nothing in this world that can stop you from doing what you need to accomplish. Because we're doing this. God's here, Jesus here. If God is here and Jesus is here and they're picking you up, what's going to stop you from continuing to move forward? What's going to break you at your breaking point? What's going to keep you from receiving what he needs you to grab a hold of? Church, we are that children, we're, I mean, we're that, that child that's being picked up by, by a parent, by a loved one, to show us that we don't have to worry about anything. Yes, we may be bugged out for a little bit because we're up in the air and the legs are kicking, but it's okay because God and Jesus are not going to let you go. Once they got a hold of you, they have a hold of you. And they're never letting you go. You can squirm and everything else all you want. You can put uh, 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 butter on your arms and try to get out. But once they got those, ha those hands around you, they are never letting you go. Why? Because you are their child. You are their lamb. You are their everything. They produced you. They have you here. And just as the disciples had a purpose, church, you have a purpose too. You're here your sole purpose is to encourage somebody for something. Whether you're hugging them, whether you're reading them a scripture, whether you're praying for them, whatever it is, you have a purpose. So quit looking at it as that, oh, I'm just here just to be here. No, you have a job to do. And you need to quit hiding from it and allow God to show you what your job is. You know, I, I know that times we get phone calls from doctors. And I'm going to tell you right now, church, even doctors need encouragement too. I know sometimes you get a call from your boss or your supervisor. Your boss and supervisor, they need encouragement too. Sometimes you, you, you get into an issue with your coworker. Guess what? Your coworker has a purpose uh, for you to be there too. Sometimes you get a phone call from your brother or your sister that you heard, hadn't heard from years. There's a purpose. There's a reason why they called you because there's something that you've got to tell them. Church, there's something that we all have to do, and we've got to stop running from it. We have to stop saying, 
I'm just here to be here. No, you are here for a reason, for a purpose. God has stayed in that boat with you to show you exactly what you're going to do. God stayed in that boat with you to get you ready for about what's about to happen. Just the way those disciples seen all the miracles that was performed, everything that he has done, everything that you've seen God do in your life, don't be scared anymore, church. You don't have to keep running and asking where I'm going to go, what am I going to do, who am I going to call, how am I going to get through this. You say, God, I know you have this. God, I know you're here with me. God, you are in the middle of all of this going on right now and then give it to him because church you're just going to mess it up you're going to call the wrong person and put yourself in a situation that you don't need to be in you're going to go the wrong direction and you're going to allow the wrong words to come out of your mouth you're going to be, be placed somewhere and you're going to have to defend yourself in a different way those times are gone Church, we are too close to God coming back home for us that we need to stop making all these wrong decisions and all these wrong choices and, and, and saying all the wrong things. It's time for us now to start saying the right things and start doing the right things. It, it's time for us to say, you know what, Lord, you're right. I am tired of running. You know what, Lord, yes, I'm going to put that smile on my face again and know that you are standing right behind that smile. It's time to say, you know what, Lord, I cannot do this by myself, so I know that you have it. And I'm going to stand right there next to you show, to, to show me the exact words that I need to say or the exact movements that I need to continue to move forward because I'm not moving anywhere unless you're part of it. I'm not going to make a decision unless you're behind it. I'm not going to go this direction unless you tell me to go to it. God, this storm is rough, and I don't know how I'm going to get through it. Father God, I want to give up so bad, Lord. Father God, you know what the doctor's already told me. Right. Father God, you already know what, what, what's going on in my life. You, you know how close I am to allowing the temptation to take my life, Father God. I don't know what else to do. Get up off your pity party, pick this thing up, and I'm going to tell you everything that you need to do is right in here. How about getting into your closet on your knees and allowing God to tell you what you need to do, what your next steps need to be? Quit calling that person that you know is not coming to church and say, hey, I need a favor. I need you to do something for me. And pick up that phone and say, God, I need you in my life right now. Church, nobody's exempt. I promise you, even the pastor himself has, to go, has, has gone through some storms. But the difference between the pastor and some of us is he already knows who he needs to call. And the reason I know he knows he needs to call, because if you look at his family... And you see where they are and what they're doing. And you see that God has put first before everything else. And they overcome all these obstacles that come at them. We are no different. The way they come out unscathed, that we can come out the exact same way. What did the Bible say? No weapon formed against thee shall prosper. Church, there ain't nothing in this world that can come against you that's going to break you. God made you too strong for that. God made you to be invincible as long as you put him first. You allow him to be the top of everything and you will get over, over anything, any person, any issue. You will come out on top. He knows who we are. He knows what, 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 we, what, what we can do and what we can't do. But he can he knows that we can't just, just make something appear, but he can. 
He knows that we can't go and pray for somebody and they're healed, but he can. He knows that we can't, we, we can't uh, uh, mend something and fix something, but he can. Church, when you start to allow that to be a part of your vocabulary that he can, the enemy will start to fear you from going forward. When you say, I can't fix my marriage, but he can, the enemy starts to run away. When you say that I can't remove this sickness out of my body, but he can, the enemy starts to, starts to, to, to shiver. You see, church, we have to allow God to do what God does. We have to allow him to be our provider. We have to allow him to be our protector. We have to allow him to be our healer. We have to allow him to be our leader. And then you will see exactly where God is trying to get you to. Church, I grew up in church as a child. But as I started to become a teenager, I left. I found excuses, and, and I made excuses, and I always found a reason why I wasn't going to go to church with my mom on Sundays. She'll tell you, as a child, church, I was filled with God. I was dancing and speaking in tongues in front of the entire church as a small child. But I got away from all of that stuff because, you know, what? it wasn't cool enough for the people that I was trying to hang out with. I thought if I went to church, I wasn't going to have the friends that I, that, I, that I wanted to have. I'm not going to detail about my life and everything else because I don't want anybody to get the wrong impression. I'm not trying to promote the bad stuff. I'm trying to promote the great things that God has delivered me from. You see, church, when we get to certain jobs, we do the exact same thing. You have a coworker or a boss or a supervisor says, "Hey, man, we've got a we've got tickets to a baseball game. Let's let's, let's we know we're all gonna go as a company function. You know, it's okay for you to tell your boss, hey, look, sir, you know, I can't do it. You know, I've I already got an engagement. Oh, what is that? Church? Yeah, it's church. <laughs> it, 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 it's okay to tell your boss no for something like that. If he doesn't understand, I promise you, God will make him understand." But you see, church, when we start to get in those environments and, and the enemy is pushing us far, 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 far away, it's not easy for us to get right back to it because then we start to feel guilty. We start to feel like we ain't good enough. We start to feel that, that oh, we've already done too much, that we can't go back. But God never said you can't come back to me. God said his hand is always out there for you. God will continue to have his hands out to you to show you that he never left you nor forsaken you. That his hands are always going to hold on to you and that he's always going to love you and that he's always going to protect you. See, church, you, you, you've got you've to start changing your, your, your thinking. You've got to start changing. you get in the right frame of mind and knowing that, that God is above all of this stuff. This stuff here, it ain't going to last. The, the issues that you're going through, they're not going to be there forever unless you want it to be. The, 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 the things that come at you, they're going to come at you and they're going to hurt you if you want them to. But when you allow God to be a part of it, when you say, God, I'm taking a step back, I'm going to get right behind you, 
And because you are in front of me, ain't nothing going to penetrate that. Because, God, you are in front of me. That person right there is going to get out of my way, and they're going, to be, they're going to be gone forever because you've already gotten them out of my way. That boss that's yelling at you and belittling you right there in front of everybody, God's already taken care of that for you already because he's already got another job lined up for you already. He's already got something better for you already. Your spouse ain't loving you the way you want him to or the way you want her to. You already got to put it in front of God. And I'm going to tell you right now, he's going to shake something in them so hard and so bad, they're going to realize that they can get anybody better than you. Why? Because he's already had them in, your, in, in, his, in his hands already. He's already seen what your marriage is going to look like. He's already seen the children that you're going to have. He's already seen the great-grandchildren that you're going to have. Why? Because he's already placed it. I told you, church, today is a lot different today. I'm telling you, you're going to feel what, Lord, what the Lord's been trying to show you because he's already been talking to you already. He's already been speaking to you already. He's already been showing you things already. Today is the day that you need, actually need to hear from somebody else. You see, church, we're like those children. You know, when you tell your children something, they don't want to hear it because you're just a mom and dad. You don't want to hear it because, oh, you, know, you think you know everything. Oh, you're just mom and dad because I don't have to listen to you anymore. But yet when, you're, when their uncle or aunt or their friend or somebody else comes out, oh, I think you need to do this because this is the right way. Okay, I'll do it. You're right. I'm, I'm sorry. I'll do it. I already know, church, because I got two kids. You know how many times I've had to say, tell my brothers or my sisters, hey, can you go and tell them, uh, you know, this right here? Okay, I already got you. Don't worry. Yeah, because they can listen to you. They can listen to me. Yeah, that's the way it works. But, church, that's the way it is. You needed to hear this message today because God's already been showing you some things already. God's already been trying to get things ready for you and lined up, but you continue to go in a different direction. God said, stop going that different direction and go in the direction that I'm trying to get you to go. God said, just quit, 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 just quit fighting and continue to hold on to me and reach your hands out to me and say, I got you right now. He loves you. You know how I know he loves you? Because you're sitting here right now. You know how I know he loves me? Because I'm standing here right now. You know how I know he loves all of us? Because we can come and fellowship together one-on-one and don't have to worry about anybody coming at us. There's strength in numbers, church. Could you imagine if we all knew that God was in that boat with us, what we could do around not just, not just a, a Mansfield, all of the entire world. Can you imagine what we could accomplish if we allowed God to actually move in our lives and change the things that we need to get changed? Can you imagine what your life would be like if you said, enough with this world stuff, and I need you, God. I need you, Jesus, right now. Your life would change in an instant. You would see things in a different manner. You would say, you know what, that's fine. Because my God, he's already got a different answer for me. The thing that you're going through, God already has an answer for you. He just needs you to open up for it. That doctor that called already, God already has an answer for that. You just got to be ready for it. The issue that you're going through right now... God's already got an answer for it. You just got to be ready for it. You got to start putting the wrong things down and start picking the right things up. Because telling you, I'm telling you right now, church, if you don't start picking those right things up, you're going to be lost forever. 
Them old times are over, church. You gotta quit. You gotta quit pointing and 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 whining and, and just and just groveling. You gotta start picking your head up. You gotta put a smile on your face and say, "Yes, Jesus. In Jesus' name, it is done. In Jesus' name, I am healed. In Jesus' name, that situation is fixed. In Jesus' name, my marriage is gonna last. In Jesus' name, my family's coming together. In Jesus' name, my church is gonna come together. In Jesus' name, everything's gonna change." Church, I know that it can get scary at times. I know that we want to run away at times. I know that the times we just, we're not sure of what's going to happen. But my God, my God has an answer for everything. My God has a way to make everything work out the way it needs to. And my God is your God. He's already in all those situations, church. That thing that you're praying for, he's already there for you. That thing that you're lacking, he's already there for you. thing that you're needing right now, that word that you're needing right now, it's coming out and you're listening to it right now, church. You just have to get it in your spirit right now. And you know what you got to do, church, is you got to sit up and rejoice about it. You got to allow the enemy to know you can say what you want. You can come at me how you want to. You can do what you want to do. But I'm standing behind my father and he's going to protect me over all of this stuff. So come at me, enemy. Come at me. My father's got me. My father's going to protect me. My father's going to show you who he is. My father's going to turn all this around. You are nothing, enemy. You can't break me because my father made me unbreakable. So church, remember, you have God on one hand. You have Jesus on the other hand. And as they are lifting you up, you can kick all you want, but they are not letting you go. They have a hold of you. The enemy will come and try to entice you with certain things, but God has already showed you that's not what I got for you. I've already showed you the direction you're supposed to go. I'm already encouraging you what you're supposed to do. I'm already, I already have the answer for you. Now you got to be ready to hear it. It may not be the answer that you want, but it's the answer that he's getting ready for you. We don't know what, what we should have. God knows what you should have.